Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. What do you think happens when we die, Camarillos? Good day. A good day would be to sleep in, take a motorcycle ride. You know, you're going to have to catch me. Walking the streets of the future is really going to be breathtaking. Welcome back to Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Reeves, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends absconded with Tom Hanks, purloined Dwayne Johnson, and are about to be absolutely mugged by Keanu Reeves. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm stealing your hydrogen. Mmm. I do need that. Tough but, titties. Yeah. <laughs> now you got all my you got all my hydrogen. Mm-hmm. Um, this week I'm Luke Patrick. I am one hot physicist. Yeah, I saw the movie described her as a beautiful physicist. A be- yeah, I can't get, man, we gotta get to equality in the workplace where it doesn't matter what you look like or what your gender identity yeah. is or, you know, we gotta just be a physicist. I need to it just is- be a physicist. It, it it did sort of I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit it did sort of uh, foreshadow how they were gonna treat this character which is that she exists to be attractive yeah to be attractive and uh that's it yeah kind of do some physics a little but not much not much <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it didn't do a whole lot of physics in this movie in fact, it's the machinist that seems to be doing most of the physics. Yeah, I, so it it reminds me, you know, you know that horrible thing that a lot of conservatives will say, where they're like, I'm a Christian first, a Republican second, and an American third, or something? Yeah, sure. Um, which is genuinely terrifying if you spend any amount of time thinking about it. it it's like the movie did that. It's like, she's beautiful first, a woman second, and a physicist third. And a third. physicist third. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man. Yep, yep, yep. But we have definitely jumped ahead a little bit because obviously uh, we did watch 1996's Chain Reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke, how was your watch? Complicated. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. So, man, down here in Arkansas, we keep having weather. So Yes. It is that time of year. Yeah, so I I booted it up, uh, admittedly a little late in mm-hmm. in the day. Typically, I want to start the movie at like 5, 5.30, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. especially for an hour and 45-minute flick like this. Um, which got in is, there late. Yeah, I got in there late, started at like 6.15, 6.20, somewhere Oof. in there. Uh, yeah, I was already like half an hour in. Yeah, exactly. So not ideal. And then um, the weather started to get pretty wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that we had DoorDash some food when it was pretty bright out and nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the time our driver, our poor driver arrived, uh, they oh, texted no. me and said, Hey, it's raining a lot and I'm a little scared. Can you come grab our your food? Because I don't want to leave my car. And I said, absolutely, my man. I will be there. For um, half a second. For, for half, half a second, second. Luke. I thought you were going to say, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tip you for? No. Mm-hmm. Um, it was raining. It was, I think, sleeting. Or not sleeting, hailing. Just Hail, like a yeah. tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so this poor, this poor dasher, uh, I did go retrieve the food. They were fine. They left, but our, uh, our power did get pretty hinky there for a second. 
It was a problem, yeah. Yeah. Uh, more, more importantly, what'd you, what'd you get from DoorDash? Uh, Thai food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. choice. Solid choice. Exactly. What's your, what's your go-to? Uh, so I get a red curry with beef. Is what I mm. typically get. Uh, and I like a lot of rice. I like a lot of rice in there. I like it to be rice mm-hmm. with curry flavoring. That's kind okay. Of where I land. So I know some people like it to be pretty soupy. That's mm-hmm. not my jam. Uh, you're you're a big rice boy. I'm a big big rice boy. Love me some rice. I'm just an Arkansan native, who's mm-hmm. a big fan of rice. Uh, yeah, honoring Stuttgart. Honoring Stuttgart, Arkansas, the rice capital of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, and duck. And rice duck. and duck. Rice, yeah. man. If you want to eat some steamed rice and shoot a duck at the same time, folks, head on down to Stuttgart. Stuttgart, Arkansas, <laughs> as you covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode brought to you by the Stuttgart Tourism Board. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rice producers of Arkansas. And the rice producers of Arkansas. Thank you for your cash. We did our mm-hmm. part. Um, yeah, it did suck. They did pay us in rice. Yeah, which can be good, but the amount of rice that they shipped us is too much rice. Man, it's so much. What am I going to do with all this rice? Yeah, I can't eat all of this rice, and then I can't oh, like trade it for... I don't want to get into commodities trading. No, that's that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I got <laughs> So... Folks in the contiguous United States, if you want a bunch of rice, mm-hmm. uh, your boys have pallets of the stuff for you. Oh, my God. I can't lift it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need a forklift. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, the, the watch got interrupted uh, for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then we decided to be brave and just keep doing it, because uh, for a while there, it was like, we power would go out, we'd turn on the TV, power would go out, we'd turn on the TV. Yeah. Uh, it was no good, but things seemed to stabilize, so we gave it a shot, and uh, it worked out. The rest of the watch was pretty straightforward. Then I went to bed because it was too late. It was like that. Yeah, yeah that, and we really didn't want to chance the power going out mid-record. Yeah, so we did wait. It's bright, sunny skies today. No weather in the mm-hmm. forecast. Life's None. good. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I want to, I want to know if we approach this differently. Now, power flickers, uh, TV goes off. You turn TV back on. Do you immediately try to watch the movie, or did you kind of wait, wait for a minute? Oh, I waited. Yeah. Oh no, no, <laughs> I went right back in. Um, dove, dove right back into the movie. The the minute my internet came back, I was like, boom, let's go. Yeah. And I got probably five minutes. Um, it, it, excluding the amount of time that I had to fast forward because when the power went out, Amazon forgot where I was. Yeah, that was my problem because when we when we did finally boot it back up, it was like three to four minutes behind where we were. Yes, previously. Yeah. So so then I had to fast forward. I watched for about five minutes. Power flickered again. I immediately booted the Xbox back on. Power flickered again. Xbox went to sleep booted the xbox back mm-hmm. on power flickered and and that that was the last power flicker and again immediately i was like let's get back in this <laughs> and uh <laughs> and it was about five minutes behind so i had to fast forward and uh and then i caught back up nice man i appreciate the dedication yeah we figured we'd just wait out the storm literally and no. let it let it ride after that because I wanted to see how many times I was going to have to sort of chunk this movie out. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, yeah, man. That was that was my watch, sum total. Uh, nothing else really to report once the movie kind of began to flow again. Uh, Sam, mm-hmm. anything else to report from your watch since we live on the same street and had the same power experience? Yeah. Um... I had veggie burgers for dinner. Mm. Now, are you yeah. a are you a bean boy for your veggie burgers? Um. So typically, what we do is we get the um, Doctor Prager's uh, brand of their their like veggie burger or like whatever yeah. you know, meat substitute. 
we used to make our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually like a, a pretty solid recipe that was like uh, lentil based. Oh. Made phenomenal burgers, but they were pretty labor intensive. Yeah. And um, it often made like way too many burgers for just the two of us. Yeah. And so then we'd have these like weird, gross, semi gelatinous gray patties yeah. sitting in the fridge that we would forget about. Or not want to cook because you see it the next day and you're like, woof, what the <laughs> fuck is that? What's this so, slice of alien ass doing mm-hmm. in my fridge? Yeah. What is this very sick cow pie mm-hmm. in my fridge? So um, so we stopped making those. I, I like, look, I love beans. I'm a good bean boy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people put fucking bell peppers mm. in their... In their veggie burgers, and your boy cannot do veggie burger, uh, cannot do bell peppers. Yeah, you, 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 and uh, I've known this about you for a long time that you and bell peppers kind of don't mix. Enemies. Yeah. P- straight enemies. So, um, so yeah, no, it's a it's a no go for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, conceptually, someone could make a, a black bean burger without. Uh, Without any bell peppers, I'd I'd be on board. Nice, yeah. There's yeah. there's a couple spots in town that'll crank one of those out for you. Um, Again, real hard to real hard to find out about the bell pepper situation because yeah, a true. lot of places don't tell you they're bell peppers and shit, or they make a pico de gallo that obviously would have tomatoes, onions, and jalapenos in it, but instead they're like, nah, we'll do green bell peppers instead yeah. of jalapenos. That's because people but, are weak. And they can't yes. handle the jalapenos. Folks. Absolutely. Jalapenos, not that spicy. Just eat them. It's fine. You, okay. So you're talking to a guy who sweats when he smells sriracha. And mm-hmm. I can do jalapenos. Yeah. Love them. They're great. They're just like, they just have a little bit of bite. Like a tiny yeah. bit. They're mostly bitter. And, and a good flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're but, excellent. Not like a bell pepper, which smells like a demon. It tastes like a demon's fart. Yeah. Man, are we jalapeno truthers? Is that what yeah. we... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty solidly there. Uh, Luke, what's the plot of Chain Reaction? Oh, God. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Do you ever see The Fugitive? Yeah. This is that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's actually by the same director as The Fugitive. Yes. Uh, has a lot of the same cast as The Fugitive. Uh-huh. Um, but instead of a big pharma company shipping bad results to sell drugs and then Harrison Ford uh, being on the run because he's been framed, uh, Keanu Reeves is on the run uh, with Rachel Weisz because they've been uh, framed for the death of the uh basically they're doing like they're taking water and turning it into hydrogen that they can burn um and and here's where things get weird with the science front because Mm -hmm. it's a perpetual motion machine in their version you would think oxygen is produced no 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 it's more water so okay i i'm genuinely confused about the science yeah because i thought they were doing fusion because no. it sounded like they were doing fusion you'd think so and uh, i looked this up on wikipedia there's a lot of similarities between what they say or what we see they're mm-hmm. doing uh in cold fusion but no this is them taking water turning it into hydrogen to burn clean burning hydrogen and that's producing water so that's when they like later in the movie when he says it's self-sustaining you can't shut it down that's keanu reeves of course right um, yeah that's what Perfect he means impression. yeah it's like it's creating water from water and making hydrogen at the same time which look i'm no big city chemist mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i'm no big city chemist I'm no big city chemist or nothing. I'm just a small town dipshit. But I'm pretty sure that you got two H's and one O in in your water. Mm-hmm. And if you remove one of the H's and that's the hydrogen, you gonna have 
H1 or just HO, with, yeah. which ain't water no more. Yeah, it is not. It's nothing. Um, Actually, is it anything? I think they. I think the covalent bonds disappear at that point, and I think it just comes apart i'm pretty sure i don't know dude you're asking a guy who got a c in college chemistry chemistry 101 and then oh, it's uh, hydroxide hydroxide oh no <laughs> uh it functions as a base a ligand a nucleophile and a catalyst i never took chemistry oh okay to, to be clear yeah yeah i um I, I did physical science in ninth grade, which had, was half physics, half chemistry. Really struggled with the chemistry part and yeah. never touched it again. Yeah, I was pre-med until I had chemistry, and then I decided maybe I should be in creative writing. So that's how I that f- was. I don't think you could glance off of a course mm-hmm. harder than abandoning I forgot your... you were pre-med. Yeah, I was pre-med. I uh, had all the other classes. Did great in all the other classes, but yeah, I hit chemistry so hard that I bounced into the sun mm-hmm. and came out yeah. a liberal arts major. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's... That's the, basically the plot. Keanu Reeves and Rachel Weisz are on the run. Um, and... The CIA is trying to find them, but that's obscured until the end when it is it's revealed that the CIA is in fact after right. them. The yeah. FBI is also after them. Basically, when they frame them, they take the lab that they're working at uh, and they blow it up. They kill the director, who's this like mm-hmm. uh, he's not a hippie, but he's a guy who wants to give the secrets to the world for free. Yes, um, yeah, and. For various parties, either think that the world's not ready for free, clean, renewable energy, mm-hmm. or they want to sell this product, and so you know they kind of team up to blow them up. It takes out, right. I think they say, seven to eight blocks in Chicago. Yes, on the south side of Chicago. On the south side of Chicago. Um, yeah, and then they go on the run, and then... Sam, it just gets really complicated, like, the motivations from everybody involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, for the purposes of the, of the plot, that's all I'm going to say, because it doesn't matter. We'll get into it. Yeah, that's fair. So, um, what'd you think? This movie is... Higgledy-piggledy. Mmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's just Not a weird... Wrong. It's kind of uh, jumbled up. It's like they took... Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Sam, what did you think? Yeah. Uh, this movie is forgettable. I was going to say forgettable. That was my other one. Yeah. Uh, or <laughs> uh, one I wrote down, obscure. Obscure, yes. Um. Okay, before we get into it, can I give you some basic facts about this movie? Of course. Okay. Please. I got I got a couple for you. The first one, this is the first movie we've ever watched where Keanu Reeves himself says, and this is the nicest way anybody's ever said this. Mm-hmm. Someone asked him about this movie, he, and he said, it's a little bit of a stinker. Really? Yeah, so there's no good, huh. there's no bad. For Keanu Reeves, what did he say? It's a little bit of a stinker. A little bit of a stinker? Yeah. Huh. Here's what happened. Okay. A- apparently... Yeah. He saw the script. Originally, he was supposed to have a wife and a kid, and he mm-hmm. decides to get out of what they're doing because he thinks it's super dangerous, but they mm-hmm. need him to complete the work, um, so they frame him, and he goes on the run. Uh, it just had, like, the motivations were a lot clearer for everybody involved. Right, yeah. Apparently, he showed up on set for day one, and the director was like, now nah, we got rid of that script. Here's the new one, and he was like, but there's nothing in here. And he said, yeah, let's go. Because here's the other fact. Fact number two, they didn't have a script while they were filming. Uh, huh? So they had what's called, um, shit, it's a beat something. Um, but basically it lists the major story beats uh-huh. that they're going to hit. And then largely the script was written on the fly or improvised as they went along. Wow. Yeah. That 
actually explains a lot of why this movie is incomprehensible. Incomprehensible. And honestly, so we got about an hour into this. Uh, we took that break, during which Rumi uh, read up a bunch of IMDb facts and then told mm-hmm. me this. And then we watched the rest of it. Sam, you can't unsee it once you know. Oh, yeah. 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 There's... I. I, it makes me feel a lot better because I did end the movie going, am I fucking stupid? Which the answer, of course, is yes. But <laughs> um, it, I, I was so confused throughout yeah. the movie as mm-hmm. to why who anyone is, why they're doing any of it. Yeah. Um, why at one point the FBI just does a full 180 yeah. on, uh, on Keanu's character. For no real reason? Yeah, the guy's just like, I don't think it's him anymore. And they're mm-hmm. all like, cool, cool, cool. Sounds good, boss. Yeah, and and like, I do love that we get an FBI that is apparently so easily duped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, <laughs> it's like very obvious, like, planted evidence. And they're like, fuck yeah, this is it. This is it. This is the one that we found a beam transmitter in Keanu's mm-hmm. studio apartment in Chicago in 250 grand. Uh, there's even a booklet that looks like a like uh, next to the beam transmitter. That's like uh, almost like one of those travel books that you yes. get that has like basic phrases trans uh, translated into Chinese to help you uh, into Mandarin to help you like get around. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the cover says my first Chinese espionage. Yeah, exactly. Fisher Price, my first Chinese espionage. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Yup, this is it. Yep. This is it. We we got we got him. We got him. Um, fuck, man. So, it, all right. I have one more anecdote uh, related to yes. the fact that they didn't have a script, and then we can we can dive mm-hmm. away from this. So there's a scene, um, Morgan Freeman is in this, everybody. Morgan Freeman, give him a hand. Morgan Freeman, everyone. Uh, and Brian Cox are both in this flick. Yes, Brian, Mr. Succession. Mr. Succession Cox. Um, there's a scene where they're heading to an elevator, and they mm-hmm. get into the elevator, and they go up, and then Brian Cox delivers a monologue, and then Morgan Freeman shoots him for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, that entire scene, the director said, Hey guys, we don't have a script for this. Can you improvise? And Morgan Freeman said, no. And Brian Cox said, I'm game. So apparently the first cut of this, Mm -hmm. Brian Cox just talked at Morgan Freeman while they walked (laughs) to the elevator, got into the elevator and started singing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god and they cut that they they redid it for some reason um, yeah I mean why why I would you know. cut that yeah it's mystifying and then instead we get Brian Cox's monologue at Morgan Freeman but mm-hmm. that just kind of shows you the energy that this movie had Jesus uh, Christ yeah so anyway, that's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah, I, I thought you'd it. I thought you'd appreciate some context on this. <sighs> Would you like the Morgan Freeman cigar count? Oh my God, yes, I would. This dude chomps a cigar like nobody else. Let me tell you, Morgan Freeman in this movie is single-handedly propping up the Cuban economy. Yeah, this dude, he's always got one of these stogies in his hand. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the total count on this bad boy? 11 including 11. two including two that are like in a case but we never see them smoked yeah i love that he gets so they're going to this like secret facility uh mm-hmm. and this driver drives him there he's smoking a cigar the whole time he gets out he throws about three-fourths a stick on the ground yes he gets into the facility and lights another one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it is it is truly buck wild that he's like, mm, got to get rid of this. This one's too old now. Yeah. Dumps it and then it's like, time to b- fucking smoke up. He's got a fucking problem. Oh, yeah. Him and Churchill are like mm-hmm. 
on the same wavelength, three cigars. See, I think this is not, like, something that he was told to do as a character. I think this is just Morgan Freeman being like, look, I'm stuck in this now, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to at least have a good time. (laughs) I'm going to fucking blow through as many Cubans as I possibly can. Yeah. uh, And really rack up the cigar budget for this movie. I don't know what the actor equivalent of, like, a writer is. Like mm-hmm. bands have, but yeah, the minute this shit got floppy, you know that he showed up and was like, all right, I'm going to need a hundred of these a day. Yeah. Because uh, he also, if memory serves, says like 20 lines the whole time. Yeah, he really just sort of stands around and looks official. And smokes a cigar. And smokes a cigar. That's because, man, Morgan Freeman's not an improv actor. This is no. a man who's noted for his dramatic talents with the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of a baffling choice, I gotta tell ya. Um, okay. So, I don't even know where the fuck to start on this. Yeah, I have, I have one place we could start. Uh, please. So, Rumi... Families from Chicago went to University of Chicago, which is the mm-hmm. main institution that's doing this research in this flick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We all sort of cheered when uh, Keanu Reeves starts the movie. Time to Keanu, by the way, immediate in this movie. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Opens on Keanu. Opens basically. on Keanu. Wearing a University of Chicago sweatshirt. Um, so there's a scene where uh, Rachel Weiss's character is like they're leaving they just there's they figured out how to do this process they're celebrating and then they leave and her car won't start it's chicago mm-hmm. in winter it's fucking freezing outside yes and she says uh i can't get my car to start uh and he's like okay well i will take you where do you live she says kim bark and 54th mm-hmm. and he says that's too far to drive on my motorcycle you'll die to which roommate goes, uh, or you could walk. And I was like, what? And she says, yeah, it's right there next to the university. And we looked it up and it's right there next to the university, my guy. But they're not at the university. Hmm. They're at that like converted steel mill on the south side of Chicago. That's true. The university is on the south side, though. Hmm. But they they don't seem because at no point do they talk about how the University of Chicago was wiped out by this <laughs> eight block explosion. <laughs> that's true. And yeah, and they're in this very like industrial area. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Because they would have mentioned it if this thing went off and Surely, wiped out yeah. the University of Chicago. Yeah, we would have at least gotten a scene where Keanu was like. My school's gone. Yeah, my my entire school. Everyone I went to school with because he's in. Hey, other weird thing about this? Mm-hmm. He's an undergrad student. Yeah. This is a man working on an undergraduate. Mm-hmm. I, now, they sort of explain it in the movie, because there's, like, a weird aside where it's like, you know he blew up a lab at his last school in his, yeah. like, junior year, and then it sounds like they made him start over. Yeah, well, those, you know, man, you ever try to transfer credits? That shit don't work. Especially after doing an explosion. Yeah, you blow up, that's, you forfeit your credits if you blow up your norm. Yeah, it's a real problem, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it's why it took both of us so long to get through college is because we just kept blowing shit up. Yeah, I kept making nuclear reactors in my dorm room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah. things, kept, things kept going sideways. Uh, nobody appreciated what I was trying to do. It, yeah. It's really not fair because, like, sometimes you just want to make a pipe bomb. <laughs> sometimes you're an undergrad student who just wants to make a cheeky little pipe bomb. Yeah, it's you know nothing else will hit the spot. You got to make a pipe bomb. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Um. Okay, well, point well received about Kim Bark and 54th. I still think Uh, she might have had some problems, yeah. On on your side of things, it does look like Keanu just walks back. Well, he does, because, yeah. 
they, well, he says they take a bus to get her home, which I love that that wasn't, like, option number one. Right. Because uh, she said something about a cab, and then he was like, we'll be waiting until, like, the fucking heat death of the universe for a cab to get out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pre-Uber so, days were pretty rough, man. So then I guess they, yeah, they took a bus, and then we just see him walking back. Yeah. It's re- it's highly inconsistent how yeah. far away any of this shit is. But who yeah. who would believe a movie with no script would, would would be inconsistent? Yeah, no continuity on this bad boy. Yeah. Um Yeah, dude. What what do you got going on over there? Yeah, um How do you feel about scientist Keanu? Hmm. I think I'm for it. Yeah, I think it works. Yeah. Um. So, uh, my wife and I were talking about it uh, a couple days ago, because she had looked up the the tomatometer score for this, and mm-hmm. it is a like thirteen percent. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah. And so she put forward that Keanu is maybe not a good actor. Um. Hmm. And I quibble with that a little bit because I think he got typecast and then I think he didn't learn to say no to things yeah I think he's a really nice guy who Mm -hmm. sees the potential in a script maybe when that script has no real potential yeah and I mean with this one he got fucked over yeah he got because he signed on to a script and then they said nah (laughs) <laughs> by the way they had a team of like eight to ten writers doing this they they had those people putting the plane together while oh they my flew god it, and it still came out like this that's almost impressive yeah yep 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 yeah i would push back on the idea that keanu's not yeah. a good actor yeah i think he's good i think he just uh, there's an early part in his career where I think he struggled to get past the like stoner yeah. vibe, yeah. Um, and then a lot of movies didn't know how to utilize him. But I I think we're turning the corner because I would say scientist Keanu works. I yeah. think he does a pretty good job here, yeah. uh, In spite of everything around him, now he does have a real bad scream in this. Oh. I think I missed this. You probably didn't, because the, he fixes their weird power machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking and then, about. And then he goes, and I'm not joking, folks. <laughs> Until the scene fades out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's that quality direction, you know. That's yeah. that's what the guy that made the fugitive is bringing to the table is is those kinds of notes that get you those performances. And like you'd think, like, oh, did he get like a paperclip stuck in his uh, urethra or something? No, he's cheering. Yeah, he's just that's real a, excited. That's a happy scream. Mm-hmm. I just, it's it's so weird. Um, I want to talk it, a little bit more about Keanu rebad acting. Yeah, because I have two examples that I think actually prove to your wife uh, if she would if she would review the texts mm-hmm. that prove that he actually has quite a lot of acting chops. Let's do it. Okay, first and stick with me. My own private Idaho. No, because. It's a. I can't. I cannot. Yes, and this. I cannot. <laughs> I'm not that saying you, the movie was good. That you even brought it here is making me a little mad. <laughs> okay. Much ado about nothing. Let's just skip ahead. Okay. Okay. I'm here. Yeah, because this is a guy who's opposite uh, Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. um, delivering Shakespeare and doing a pretty good job of it. I would say so. Yeah. Like, there's latent acting chops. I agree with everything you said. That he got typecast and had to struggle mm-hmm. to get away from this. 
Um, I don't believe those parts. I think those parts where he could really shine were sort of few and far between at this stage of his career. Yeah. Now I'll say from what little I know of like his, his career, because there are a lot of flicks of his that I've not seen. I'm pretty sure we hit the matrix and then he gets typecast in a different way. Yeah. And struggles to get out of that. Whereas like it's, I'll say is very interesting to compare to Tom because Tom got kind of typecast early on and then broke out of that. And then like people just gave him whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there to unpack. I feel like. Yes. Um, Whereas Keanu is getting stuck in essentially different like characters. Yeah. He's, He's kind of like a character actor in that sense that he got a little bit. Yeah, because the stoner thing lasted us like an embarrassingly long amount of time, Mm -hmm. Um, like seven years or something worth of of him being a stoner, a stoner kid. Um, And then, yeah, he did speed, which, again, I'd point at as an example of him being a pretty good actor. That's what I pointed out to Kenna. I said speed, though. He was great. Yeah, he was. I mean, it's an action movie, but there's he's really delivering the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wonder if he's even been typecast in this action vein already because of Speed. So, really curious see to see. That. Yeah, the movies that come next, whether or not he's been already sort of pigeonholed because this one was an action movie. Yeah, and let me tell you. In addition to being a prequel to the hit film The Machinist, of course. Yeah. Um, th- this is also proto Wick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we see him in some pretty With complex s- fight scenes. And the same hair. And the same hair. Which, by the way, Hair Watch with Keanu Reeves. Uh, how you feeling about the hair in this one? Two thumbs way up. Two thumbs all the way up. As high as my arms will go, for sure. Yep. Take, take, fucking all the way. Yeah. All the way. We're doing it. Yeah. Uh, so good. Loving that Excellent elbow hair. brace, by the way, that I just saw. Yeah, it's it's been bugging me real bad this weekend. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> this, what's the, like, event horizon on when this podcast just turns into us complaining about our various medical problems? In all honesty, probably a year. Yeah, I think because I, I, I don't think we it. have a. Uh huh. I don't think we have long. Yeah, like I got a finger injury. I'm not talking about. Uh, yeah. And some wrist. And I'm wearing pain. glasses now. Yeah, you are wearing glasses all of a sudden on this podcast. <sighs> so. God damn it! We're falling <laughs> apart. Yeah. Thirties, man. It's a bitch. Uh, yeah, we should have started younger. So that we could have gotten more like prime years yeah. before it just became us fetching. While we were young, dumb, and full of cum, and now we're mm-hmm. just sort of dumb and, yeah. <laughs> and falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, fuck. Okay, let's see. Um, I do want to talk about the like special scientist at the beginning who is who is murdered via plastic bag because they called him eccentric renaissance genius, which is also my nickname for my penis. And what made him eccentric? Because we see yeah. none of it. Yeah, it's not like he walked in without shoes, wearing like a yeah. speedo, and was like shouting at everybody about uh, physics or anything. Yeah. He was he seemed like a pretty standard science man. Yeah, I think they labeled him so because he gave like a TED talk that we see. Um which like Yeah. But that's what scientists do. That's what they do. And in the TED talk he was just like, you know, here's you know, the future is not uh is not petroleum-based products it's gonna be clean renewable energy and i guess everybody Mm -hmm. went boo eccentric yeah i guess so um which this was at 96 and we're doing great we're doing good (laughs) yep um Uh, tentative thumb up there is there is a part where um i i loved it 
Morgan Freeman says, like, if you just give this away, um, it will ruin the stock market. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the economy. And we'll have recession, unemployment, and war. Hey, Morgan, wait 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) Wait just a bit. Just a little bit. Because, but it's coming. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, okay, I wanted to talk about this because... Mm Mm-hmm. There's another scene where Morgan Freeman goes uh, before a panel of all white, crusty dudes. Yeah, a Senate Intelligence Committee, yeah. A Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, thank you. And he says this piece about how they're like, you blew up a kind of a distressing amount of Chicago. Kind and he, of a lot. And he basically says, uh, well, he says verbatim that, uh, you know, our space program didn't intend to kill 10 astronauts, <laughs> but it did. Which, Sam, I put it to you, thems were the true fuck around times. Weren't they? When we were like, I don't know, let's put you in the space capsule, suck out all the oxygen and see what the fuck happens to you. Yeah. Hey, safety feet. You need the door to open from the inside? Yeah. Ah, you're fine. Come on, pussy. It's not like it's not like you're sitting on top of a bomb or anything. <laughs> yeah. So, citing the the peak of the fuck around times <laughs> in your experiment is maybe not the best look. I I wish that I had seen the conversation of, "Hey, these these fellas are going to be sitting on a million tons of uh highly combustible fuel." Do they need a door? Do, do they need like a door handle on the inside? No. <laughs> do you know how many minutes it would take me to engineer that? No, they'll they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'm going on break. I'm gonna go smoke a bunch of Chesterfields and <laughs> exactly. then drive a literal like my death doctor trap. told me to. Yeah, like my doctor. <laughs> Gotta clear out the lungs, man. Mm-hmm. Doctor yeah. said I gotta start smoking more. Yeah. Um. Okay. I do have some science facts for you. Okay. Yeah. Hit me. So they say that this weird fusion, not fusion thing, um, gets up to four million degrees Kelvin. Okay. I did wonder about that because that feels pretty hot. It is pretty hot, Luke. Would you like to know how hot it is? Is it hotter than the surface of the sun? Okay, so it is 7,199,540.33 degrees Fahrenheit. Jesus God. Now, the surface of the sun is 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) Oh my God. However... The, the core of the sun is somewhere around 10 million degrees Fahrenheit. Now, you get to the convection zone, which is like a couple layers outside the core. Sure. That actually is 4 million, or, uh, 4 million Kelvin. Uh, and then uh, the corona of the sun is also about 4 million Kelvin. That's... And then they're just... You know what? Here's what I love about that. Mm-hmm. Anytime they fire this bad boy up, they just like stand maybe fifteen feet away. Yeah, wearing and aren't sunshade, completely melted. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, it's getting pretty warm over there. Here's the other part, my guy. They're in a room when when things start to break bad. They're in a room with a thing that is four million degrees Kelvin, and hydrogen gas is leaking all over the place. And I put it to you. Four million degrees Kelvin seems pretty pretty sufficient to burn that shit off. Yeah. I'm amazed they didn't blow up, one, more of Chicago, and two, a lot sooner than they did. Yeah. It, well, I was also confused by that, because they depict it as though a nuclear bomb went off, which, yeah. n- no, have you seen the Hindenburg? Yeah. Like, hyd- <laughs> hydrogen is explosive and very flammable. Yeah. But not like a nuke. No. It uh, famously just sort of crashed and burned in yeah. a spectacular way. Because I, I put it to you, that building that they filled with hydrogen gas 
smaller than the Hindenburg. Also, Hindenburg, great example of the fuck around times. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to put this super flammable gas in a big fucking balloon and put mm-hmm. people under it? People sure. who are like Morgan Freeman just chowing down on some cigars. <laughs> and let's let's fucking see what happens, baby. Hey, what's the worst that could happen? Oh. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So, so there are your science facts. Also, Luke. Mm-hmm. Did you see him? The janitor from Scrubs? Uh, him, but also Michael Shannon. No. Yeah, Michael Shannon's here. What? Yeah, he's the flower delivery guy. Oh my god. Yeah, that's Michael fucking Shannon. That's... Okay, yeah. That's pretty bonkers. It, like... Because I, I saw him, and I was like, that looks a lot like Michael Shannon, but a lot younger and less mad. Mm-hmm. And then I paused it, and uh, I was like, man, that really does look like Michael Shannon. And fortunately, you know, uh, Amazon has a little, like, x-ray thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I looked through. Yep. Mm. Michael fucking Shannon as DC Flower Delivery Man. A, a sterling mark on his career. Oh, DC yeah. Flower a high Delivery point, Man. To be sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um hey, speaking of DC, well I have I have two things I have to get out. Uh-huh. Um, the first being you've recently been to Chicago. Yes. Yeah. You you recognize the Field Museum and the Museum mm-hmm. of uh what's it called? Shit, Science and Industry. Well, I didn't go to the Museum of Science and Industry, so okay. I I didn't didn't recognize that, but the Field Museum, yes. Yeah, no worries. Because this whole thing, they're, they're supposedly in D.C. at a science museum. It gets very confusing. And it's clearly the field. A world-famous yeah. museum. I I really started losing the plot because they were like, meet me by the Neanderthals. Yeah. And... And then they're just at a museum, but th- there are a lot of points where it's like unclear if we're in the D.C. area or the Chicago area. Yeah, this because being a like chief one of them. Yeah, I like I don't actually know where Morgan Freeman's character lives. I think Virginia somewhere. Okay, because at at points it seems like he lived in Chicago. Yeah, because he's in Chicago a whole lot for a dude who has he's- like. What kind of looks like a plantation house in Virginia. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude. And then I, so the, basically when they shot this, they shot the whole thing at the field. And except for a few scenes, like when they go to that weird airplane exhibit, that's the Museum of Science and Industry. Which, which yeah. That was a Boeing 727, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, get you rock hard watching Keanu Reeves uh, run you know across it did. this big, beautiful airplane. Yeah, those three engines in the rear. Yeah, oh. so good. Um, anyway, that's that's number one. Uh, is just how confusing it was mm-hmm. um, to jump between these two museums. Sam, I have to talk about kind of a new friend. <gasps> I have a couple new friends. Okay, well, I have to talk about one really quickly because I don't think please. we need. To, I don't think we need to dive into his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they are escaping the like uh, secret facility, they're going up an elevator, and a guy named uh-huh. Ernie gets yelled at for not being in his seat, pulling them up. Mm, yes, I love the idea that there's a guy. Who, in the midst of this disaster, is like, oh, well, I'm going to leave. And yeah, I'm like, taking my union-mandated break. <laughs> yep. Going on my union break right now. God damn it, Ernie. You're always on union break. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's me. That's me. I'm taking my break. Yep. I'm just Ernie. Anyway, that's <sighs> Ernie. Uh, who do you got? Okay, I've got two. Okay. Um, so one 
is after the lab blows up and levels eight blocks of Chicago, we 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 open on like the field of rubble. Yeah. And there are a bunch of firefighters there, and one fucking hero firefighter is taking his big axe and chopping a brick in half uh, <laughs> in this field of rubble, doing. No, accomplishing nothing <laughs> and it got me in such a big way that's so choice cause it's like what are you doing yeah what are you are you is this your first day and you don't know what you're supposed to do yes I was about to say that it's his first day and then also he's probably doing that thing where like Kind of what um, bar people do, like bartenders, mm-hmm. where like you stand there and you look busy by like cleaning mm, a glass. Yeah. Um, I think he's just looking busy, so if his boss comes by, he'll be like, "Yeah, Chad's doing it." Yep. Yeah, that, and I figure like there's got to be a news crew out there, mm-hmm. and so he's like, "I'm gonna make <laughs> sure they they see me really doing something legit out here. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna break this brick in half." Did he? Did he look like he's got a banging bod, by chance? He's, you know, those uh, those firefighter uniforms are pretty baggy, so it's yeah. pretty hard to tell. They, you know, yeah. it really, it really sticks in my craw that they don't put them in real form fitting uniforms and hot pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would like make spandex. A of, yeah, because what I'm wondering is if he was a hire for the calendar, like they were <sighs> missing mm. October. And yeah, so they hired like, this guy. Yeah, get this guy out there. <laughs> He's like, I'm just gonna look like a real hunk and chop this brick in two. Yeah. Uh so so he's one of my friends. Yeah, who's your uh, other friend? I'm so excited for this. Amtrak man. Amtrak man. Alright. Amtrak man. Because here's the thing. Rachel Rachel Vice. Vice? Weiss? Vice? I think whatever. It's, I think it's Weiss, actually. But yeah, I don't. Whatever. Yeah, Rachel whatever. is uh, anxiously awaiting Keanu uh, while he's been running from the police. Yeah, and she's waiting for him at the train. And Amtrak man goes, "He'll come." Yes. And I want to know how many times has Amtrak man seen this, and how many times has Amtrak man seen hearts break in real time. I was about to say this is this is potential heartbreak number like thirty two <laughs> that he's been he's seen today. Yeah, and like the fact that he's still optimistic about it that says a lot about Amtrak Man. That says, man, this is what Amtrak Man lives for. Yes, is these these meat cutes, these like mm-hmm. heartfelt moments. And uh, yeah, he thrives on him. He lives for him. Every day he wakes up and it's like, I'm going to see some tearful reunions today and I'm going to love every second of it. What do you think his hit rate is on him saying, oh, he'll show up? Uh, probably one in ten. Yeah, I don't think it's often. <laughs> I don't think he's hitting that a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, do you think, yeah, there's part of him who's, that's surprised when Keanu shows up on the platform and is yeah, running and he's like, her. oh, shit. Oh damn! Damn, <laughs> I was right. Oh my god, it just so so good. Um, couple couple things. Yeah. Um, one is Brian, Mister Succession Cox, does say it is not gonna be I. Oh, which which yeah. is an insane sentence. Yeah, if um, anyone goes down for this, it is not gonna be I. Which, which nope. no, that's. <laughs> That's not how English. That's not how to English. And it's also, it's what happens when you don't write any dialogue and you're Mm -hmm. trying to improv shit on the spot. It is. Which is, I guess he also improved the southern accent because it did sort of appear uh, midway through. He just gets southern. Um, Here's the other. This movie has the strangest, most obscure action sequences. Mm. Um, because we have a, a scene where Keanu is like climbing a, a bridge in Chicago that's you know coming up, and there's a lot of bridge suspense. Which does that make it a suspension bridge? God damn it! 
If I could quit um, the podcast, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's a lot of like weird bridge suspense with this. Yeah. And then later we have a weird action scene where he's in an airboat on a frozen lake just doing fucking spins because he can't figure out how to steer it. Yeah. Which is... It's so good. It's extremely good. And here's the thing about those scenes. They filmed them in Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Um, in the middle of winter, that's all real. They could only mm-hmm. do like one or two takes a day because the <laughs> actors would freeze to death. Right. Because of the combo of high speed and bitter cold. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine going to those extremes for this flick? A God. little bit of a stinker? I Do you know how fucking miserable that would be? Yeah, it'd be it yeah, it sucks. <sighs> Well, uh, do you want to move on to to what we're doing next week? Hell yeah, brother. Okay, let me make sure he's actually in this one. Okay, he's, he's on the cover. So, next week, we will be watching 1996's Feeling Minnesota. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. This one's got a state in the name, which has proved perilous. Not in good. In the past. Yeah, not yeah. a great start. Troubling. Uh, so, what do you think Feeling Minnesota is about? I think Feeling Minnesota is what I wanted from the Wisconsin scenes mm-hmm. in this movie. I think it's it's a riff. I think Fargo came out around this time. Uh, oh, I couldn't tell you. Let's say so. So this is a Fargo knockoff, because everyone saw Fargo, the great Coen Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. And okay. we're like, I need a bit of that Fargo money. So this is mm-hmm. Feeling Minnesota, a, a movie about uh, a hard-boiled cop uh, who's sent to a rural town in mm-hmm. Minnesota uh, and uh, has to interface with the locals while they solve a brutal wood chipper murder. Okay. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be worse than Fargo? Oh, yeah. I think they chucked mm. the script out the window the minute Keanu Reeves showed up, and he went, God damn it, not again. <laughs> not again? <laughs> Fuck. And I think we're going to see Keanu attempting to do a Minnesota accent. Oh, yes. Oh, God, jeepers. I would pay oh, for that. Oh, jeez. Jeez, it's me, Keanu Reeves, over here in Minnesota. Fuck, that's good. Yeah. God, that's good. Mm-hmm. I want this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what do you think it's going to be about? Feeling Minnesota is a movie um, in which uh, it's a it's a period piece mm-hmm. in which uh, Keanu Reeves is wooing Dakota Fanning's grandmother, Minnesota Fanning. <laughs> um, and it's all about feeling Minnesota. It's a real, uh, very erotic film. Yeah. It sounds like it. It sounds like yeah. I might have to. We might have to do a little uh, uh, boner inspector. Boner inspector. I think so. Yeah. So so we'll see what happens with feeling Minnesota. Yeah, for sure. As always, one of us will be right. Of course. Uh, well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. You can find us on. Uh, what is it? Mastodon at yeah. hanksypanksy at home.social. You can send us an email at hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. Now, instead of saying where you can find us on Twitter, because we're not going to use it, I'm going to give you a fun fact about Elon Musk. Nice. And that's that Elon Musk cannot read unless it's wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, fuck him yeah um we're also on patreon patreon.com slash hanksy panksy we got a lot of fun stuff over there uh you know we're we're cooking up we're cooking up some stuff some fun little extras for patreon so head on over there chuck us some money send us enough and you could be one of hanks's heroes like tuck and daniel fellas i'll burn hydrogen in your homes Mm, kind of a threat that one (laughs) Yeah, well, it's unlimited power, though. It is unlimited power. It's a lot of fuel, a lot of flame. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Luke, do you have a final quote? I do. It's shouted at a very suspicious uh, elevator operator, and it mm-hmm. is, get back in the seat, Ernie. <laughs> Fucking Ernie. Fucking Ernie. <sighs> uh, well, folks. <laughs> well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Reeves. We'll be back next week with 1996's Feeling Minnesota.